everybody. Welcome back to Christmas Clatter. As you can tell, I am not in my studio. I am in a hotel room, actually in the bathroom, because it was the place I could get the best shot with the best sound and blocks out the most amount of noise because of everything going on else in the hotel. Pretty good Wi-Fi signal in here. So if it sounds different on YouTube or in the podcast, that is why. And if you're listening on the podcast, hopefully by then I can work some audio editing magic and make it sound spot on. So just forget I ever said anything. Uh, for those that don't know and haven't seen, I am in Frankenmuth, Michigan, uh, visiting Bronner's, the world's largest Christmas store. And really the town itself, because this town's only like 5,000 people. And I wouldn't think there would be as much to do around here as there is. The uh, Christmas store is, you know, a big part of the town, part of the town, but the town's kind of rallied around, um, you know, this German heritage of the town and Christmas too, but not really like all Christmas. It's not like a Christmas town, even though there's Christmas stuff in each store, you know, they really reserve that for Bronner's. Um, let me start off by saying I really didn't know what to expect when I came to Bronner's. But I was blown away. They have, you know, a lot of stuff I've never seen before in Christmas stores. Um, my mom is here with me, and she's been to more Christmas stores than me. She's where I get my Christmas nuttery from. And she's like, this, there's stuff here I've never seen before. They do have stuff you've seen before, and they have brands that you know and that you've seen before. They also have like their own brand of ornaments and things that they design themselves and put out there, and that stuff's pretty cool. And uh, it's laid out really well. It's uh, not aisle after aisle after aisle. It's all kind of like putting little islands out there so you can kind of wander and Lose your way a little, a little bit. It's all sectioned off, you know, with a map. You know, everything's along the wall in the middle. The displays are gorgeous. The the whole ceilings and stuff um, is is decorated up. And it was just a lot of fun to go in there. Christmas music's playing, you know, the whole time. You know, the outside is 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 beautifully done as well, and. Uh, it was more than I expected to be. I expected to be, you know, everybody's been to some kind of world's largest something, and it's just a big whatever. You know, it's nothing. There's nothing special about it but the size. And, however, with Bronner's, there's a vibe in there and a feeling in there that uh, is is different. I've been in a lot of Christmas stores that feel cold and, like, Christmas is just a business, but you get a genu genuine sense of Christmas love in the store. And that comes, you know, from the employees. And I'm, I'm sure that comes down from, from leadership and uh, from the founder, uh, Wally Bronner, who's, who's no longer with us, but you know, his family, um, you know, still re remains vital to the leadership of the store. Um, you know, as far as like prices, you know, Christmas stuff can be expensive, uh, especially when you get to like Christmas villages and those kinds of pieces. However, I was expecting like some serious like markup for whatever reason. And it's not. There's certain things you you look at and you're like, wow, that's actually a pretty fair price, if not, you know, 
not maybe a little bit cheaper than I would expect or a little bit less expensive than I would expect. There's other stuff. I look at it and I'm like, nah, just, that's just too much for this. But that's every store. Yeah, there wasn't a consistent, you know, markup of prices on anything. Most things were right around what you expect. Certain things maybe touch higher than you expect or touch lower, but you know, pretty fair pricing. You figure being an attraction to uh, people that just love Christmas, that Bronners would take advantage of that in their prices, and they don't seem to have that. So, as a store, as a, 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 of itself, it's worth coming to visit at least once to see, you know, if not more, uh, more than once, because I'm sure you know keeping up with the trends and especially if you have collections that you want to um, start or keep up with, you know, it's the place to be. You can order it through their catalog or what have you. They also have a replica, a life-size full replica of the St. Nicholas um, Chapel uh, in which uh, the song Silent Night was uh, first written and performed at in 1818. And it's on the property as well. And it's really cool. It's not, you know, I never really dug into what the chapel looked like in Austria, but it's not what I expected. You know, it's much, much smaller, but it was cool. It was really nice. They have signs out there. They have like the first verse of Silent Night uh, written in like, I want to say like, was it? 300 different languages. It was wild, you know. And um, one thing that did make me laugh about the Silent Night um, Chapel, which probably shouldn't, is they have like 300 languages. And then inside the chapel, they have a list on the wall of the languages that they don't have available. And they're looking for somebody to, um, you know, give them the translation in that language. It made me laugh because I'm like, well, why don't you just Google and find them, you know, instead of having someone come and, and make those. But maybe they want a little bit more personal touch than, than just somebody sitting down and and uh, uh, curating them off the Internet. Maybe they're looking for you know, a little personal connection in the song, but it just kind of it kind of made me chuckle. But uh, one thing that I kind of was clued in on because every time I said something to someone about uh, coming to Bronner's, um, I know Art from Cozy Christmas and Bookshelf Odyssey told me this and a few other people. They're like, yeah, Bronner's is cool, but the town's really cool. You know, it's like the town's like the hidden, you know, part of the trip of the attraction, you know, and it, it really is. It's It's really neat. You know, it's like I said, it's a small town. Everything's on Main Street and a lot of stuff's in walking distance. It's, it's, uh, and if not, there's, you know, public parking that's easy to get to that can put you within walking distance of most things. If not, just move a little bit and then you'll be walking distance of, of all that. And there's all kinds of shops from cheese shops to gift shops to, um, like I said, the German heritage is big in this area, so they have all kinds of like uh, places that make you know, like authentic German sausages and you know food and uh, you know all kinds of treats that you expect at like touristy places like the, 
place that makes, you know, the homemade fudge and taffy and all kinds of candy stores and little like gift like gift shops and general shops that have all kinds of the trinkety trinkets that you can buy, you know, at, at tourist places. There is a few like outside of town. Um, I'll be going to those tomorrow. Like really kind of oh, like uh, interesting antique shops, like side of the road antique shops that maybe aren't kept up the best. And some people may call them junk stores, but those are the best places. So I'll be hitting those up probably tomorrow. I can't wait for that. But they're a few miles outside of town. They're not right in Frankenmuth. And um, one of the things we noticed too for this town is super clean. And it looks like everybody mows their lawn, you know, at the same time. And uh, I was saying, I think there's like some seedy underbelly mafia stuff going on here because it's like all the stores are super nice and they kind of, you could kind of see some overlap of their products. Like they all get it from the same place. And so it's like uh, the step for wives of towns where it's just like, you think it's like this quaint little Hallmark esque little town, but underneath there's like a brewing, you know, uh, subculture of crime and stuff. I doubt it, but I, you know, it's just kind of like, this is a little bit too true, good to be true, but who knows? And speaking of food, let's talk about food. Food's a big deal, especially around the holidays and especially around the days, you know. I'm from the South. I'm in Michigan. This is this, as far north as in the United States as I have been. So let's talk about the food. I've been out west. You know, I've been to California a few times. California has good food if you eat Mexican. Um, we had a, there's a place called Zender's that's world famous fried chicken dinner. I do not want to say the food was bad. It was very good. But coming from the south, I've had better fried chicken. I went to the award-winning barbecue place today called Slow Joe's. Had all kinds of awards that they've won here locally for their barbecue. I'm from the south. <laughs> I've had better barbecue. It was all good. Don't get me wrong. It was all good. It was all worth the price I paid. The service was tragic. Terrific. It's just a difference in culture. You know, um, my fried chicken comes with big battered skin that you can pull off. You, you know, not just a, like a little, little bit of stuff. My, uh, my cornbread is not sweet. That is corn muffins I had today, not cornbread. Cornbread is not supposed to be sweet. Um, you know, uh, it's just, like I said, it's just a difference in cultures. The food, the food here in general is terrific. It's just, I have to remember where I'm at. I'm up north. I'm not in the south where everything is just layered with salt, sugar, and seasonings and just deep fried to perfection. You know, that's just not what happens around here. 
One thing I noticed traveling with my wife back and forth from Missouri to California, everything in Missouri that has like jalapenos in it is called Southwest. And then in California, anything with white gravy on it is considered country. <laughs> you know, so it's just a difference in food cultures. Um, I prefer, of course, I grew up on it. I prefer my food from the South. And uh, that's just the way it is. It's like I told a lady today, sweet tea in the South can double as your pancake syrup. And, uh, and uh, you know, they just don't quite, quite have the same um, culinary habits around here. But like I said, I don't want to shortchange the food. It's all been very, very good. It's just a personal thing I have to get past, uh, you know, to remember where I'm at and uh, and adjust accordingly. And uh, and I can't wait. Ba- I can't wait to get back to Missouri to eat. Tell you the truth. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just I'm just joking about that. But uh, but overall, you know, Frankenmuth, Michigan, and Bronner's is a a fantastic place uh, to visit. To bring kids, they have a hotel with a big indoor water park, you know, so it's, you know, it's available year round, even in the cold, cold Michigan winter. I don't know if there's much else for kids. They do have a little river boat. You're very close to Lake Huron. I think it was like 30 minutes, 40 minutes away, something like that, best I remember. Um, so that's cool if you're into, to, you know, going out on the lake and doing all that stuff. You're not that far. Um from Lansing, Michigan, and you're not terribly far from Detroit if you want to venture into Detroit. So, you know, if you make make it a trip, there's there's lots of things to do. And, you know, if, you know, Canada opens up a little easier, I guess you could head over to Toronto pretty easy from here um, in that. But it, it's a very cool place. And like I talked on my Instagram live here, uh, the other day, in case you missed it, it's kind of this kind of one of those places that, in my mind's eye, you know, if I could just kind of like dream out loud of not without having to figure out the logistics and the way to do it, you know, it, this is one of those places like the first week of October it is great because the weather's perfect. It's, it's getting cool, but it's not cold, it's not hot. The leaves are changing. There's all kinds of trees that are just as bright, bright red around here. Not quite changing in the south yet. Still a little too warm. But I could see this like tra- tradition coming of um, first week of October, just kind of a, a you know a slew of uh, people that just love Christmas that are involved in this community uh, here at Christmas Clatter, just kind of like coming together at Frankenmuth first week of October every year to, you know, enjoy each other's company, you know, to have meals together, to shop together, to, you know, go into Bronner's together to uh, get the things we need that we need for Christmas, for our decorations to have uh, that last get together, that last huddle up, that last hoorah, you know, before we really get eyeball deep into the Christmas, you know, season, you know, uh, a lot of people have started decorating already, you know, it's on our calendar to do it here real soon. Um, but I can really see that being a thing. 
like I said, it's just kind of a dreaming out loud. I don't know how to do it. Don't know how to make it happen. You know, um, but that's definitely something I'll be chewing on uh, between now and and later on. You know, it's on it's on my list for after Christmas this year. You know, because Christmas this year is uh, the schedule is getting more full. I don't have time to really contemplate. I don't really have time to make sure that kind of stuff happens. Um, you know, for next year. But like I said, it's fairly easy to get to. We drove. It took us um, 11 hours of driving. It says nine and a half on Google. There's some construction. We stopped to eat, stopped to get gas, use the restroom. You know, Lansing, Michigan's really close. They have an airport you can fly into. Detroit's close. They have an airport to fly into. So, you know, it's just kind of that, like I said before, that dreaming out loud. And um, this is a, a abbreviated version of the podcast. Um, tomorrow, and if you're on the podcast, this will be, well, even on YouTube, this will be a recorded video or recorded podcast coming out in a couple of weeks. I do have a bunch of B-roll and stuff from Bronner's that I'll be showing, but tomorrow... I, I have an interview with their vice president, the daughter of the founder, and uh, I'll be recording that. And in a couple of weeks, that will be popping up here on YouTube. Uh, the interview, the audio version will be on the podcast as well. And so uh, you'll have that to look forward to. And uh, again, the Christmas puzzle exchange is coming up very soon. Probably. Next week, sometime, start looking for signups for that. Holy cow, that came up fast. And then, uh, also, guys, don't forget my planner. You'll be seeing more and more of that. It's supposed to have some stuff out this week about it. But with the travels and stuff, it didn't quite work out. So if you haven't got a chance to take a look at my Christmas planner, and uh, it's uh, christmasclatter.live slash planner, and doing some looking around on it, 23 minutes. This is going to be one of my commercials. You'll get it free live off the top of my head right here um, for the planner. If you're ever doing something and you get sidetracked, the time it takes you to get back to your original task, the average time you've, it takes is 23 minutes. How many 23 minutes in a day do you have and that's why it's important, not just with Christmas, but in life in general, to plan and to stay on track, to stay on focused. The holidays are especially important because there's so much going on and time gets so limited and short so fast. So, you know, with the, the aid of a planner and a little intentionality, you can save those 23 minutes. And... You know, how many times do we get sidetracked? If you could save 23 minutes a day between now and Christmas, what is there, 85, 86 days right around there? You know, do the math, 80-ish days times 23. I'm not going to do the math right now, but uh, that's a lot of minutes. And uh, so christmasclatter.live slash planner to, to uh, help you stay focused on task for this Christmas. As I explore Frankenmuth, 
Michigan and Bronner's. Uh, definitely a trip you need to make at least once to check it out. If not, you know, every year just to be a part of uh, Bronner's and all they have to offer. Um, guys, thanks so much for joining me here on Christmas Clatter Podcast. Again, this is just a short one. We're live on location uh, here in Frankenmuth. And until next time, remember, keep Christmas hope alive every day. <laughs>